Let's talk about the big show. Two Kind of a big deal. On its way and gone. A home run. And here's a sweep and gets to the corner, gets to the pylon. Touchdown. All right, let's go. The Yankees win. Driven to right field. It is deep. It is gone. It's now time for Team Talk. On ESPN Radio 1017 The Team, your New Mexico Broadcasters Association Radio Station of the Year. Now, Team Talk on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. And guess who? Guess who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Everything was on the line for the Rams. Everything. Yes, we know it was Aaron Donald. Yeah, it was Aaron Donald, but there were a lot of things, and we're going to talk about that this afternoon. Welcome to Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the teams. The Rams hold off the Bengals 23 to 20. Uh, The game, uh, in my opinion, was like it it delivered. I, I wasn't disappointed in it. As a Bengals supporter, I was disappointed in the outcome, but. Uh, I think, you know, you never know what you're going to get with the Super Bowl, and I give that one a thumbs up, Sam. Yeah, I think that's all you really can be disappointed in today if you're a Bengal fan is the result. And, of course, Cincinnati Public Schools closed today, so the adults don't have to worry about getting up. They can sleep in a couple extra hours and just wander around their house mumbling things and, you know, you know, the rest of the call a make a bowling penalty on Logan Wilson and you know everything else that they're mumbling <laughs> under their breaths today. You know, what if Joe Burrow almost completes the greatest Super Bowl play ever to uh Samaj P. Ryan if he actually catches that ball? So uh, yeah, the result is the only thing that you can really be disappointed in, but the NFL got its dream ending to the season. Six of the last seven games decided by three points. The only one that wasn't was Chiefs Bills, which we all you know declared Afterwards, the greatest game of the playoffs. So the NFL couldn't have asked for a better ending to the season. Repeat that one more time because, like that, that is something that uh, has like the NFL with unbelievable momentum. Uh, we'll talk to Della Spars about the the ratings for the Super Bowl, but uh, that point you made there about how you never know if games are going to be competitive or not. And in this case, it was time and time and time again. Yeah, so six of the last seven games in the divisional round, conference championship Sunday, and the Super Bowl, six of the last seven decided by three points. (laughs) And the only one that wasn't was the game that we declared the best game of the season, Chiefs-Bills, and that's because Kansas City scored an overtime touchdown. Yeah, and won by six. All right, all right. So uh, here's the way I look at it is it was supposed to be an evenly matched game, and Quite frankly, it was, okay? And it was a lot of times one of those or whoever has the ball at the end of the game, regardless of what had happened till that point in the game, you know, when you're playing with four downs, uh, like on every series, which is what the Bengals had, after, you know, when they were down three there at the end, um, you know, if you execute it right, you, you can move the ball a long way in a short period of time. Uh, and to me, the... 
Bengals, like their second, third, and fourth down situation there when they were in Rams territory, there were 54 seconds to go on the clock. Actually, before I talk about it, uh, let's let's hear from Zach Taylor who, who talked about how the Bengals planned on being aggressive on that final drive. It's hard to lose a play really on the last play of the game, you know, when we were moving the ball in a position to feel like win the game, not tie it. We are going to try to go win it. Been working for the last six months, played 21 games, and then you lose the Super Bowl. It's not a lot of fun. And I'm with him, you know, because in 50, with 54 seconds to go, a second and one and two timeouts in your pocket down three, I think you're kind of in the driver's seat in this NFL in 2022. Uh, if you remember the, um, this, the Bengals were able to get a big play, uh, on their first possession, uh, on their first play, uh, where, um, first play of the second half. Uh, well, that, no, I'm talking about in the final series. Oh, yes, uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, this, I'm, I'm saying to myself, uh, the Bengals went from being in a good position, either tie or win the game, uh, with a minute to go, uh, to losing the game because they ran out of downs. Uh, because in, uh, I think they took like getting that first down for granted there on second and one, they had kind of a, a throwaway play. It kind of came as a wasted play. Now all of a sudden you got a third and one and fourth and one and boom, the game's over before you know it. Uh, the, the Bengals had two timeouts. I don't think they should have worried about throwing a pass down the sideline. Just move the chains. Cause at that point, really, you only need 15 yards to, to tie the game, I mean, if you move it to the their thirty three, which was uh, you know sixteen yards away, that's a, a fifty yard field goal, and they hadn't missed all year. I mean, in, in the playoffs on that, the kicker for the Evan game. McPherson, yeah, yeah. Uh, but and at the same time, you never know if a guy breaks a tackle and 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 gets you real close, and then you got a couple of throws into the end zone. So anyway, I just think that was mismanaged. The importance of just getting first downs there. The clock was still uh, fine in there. In, from their position, especially when they only needed three to tie, uh, I know he wants to win. Let's face it; you know, you got to say, "All right, I, I, you know, I'm glad you." But you see, they didn't play to win the game. That you know, like they just played uh, that whole possession poorly because they would have been able to have their choice of the two. I, uh, anyway, I, I think they did, though. I think they did play to win the game, and and yeah, certainly aesthetically, it did not look good. But that clip that we played from Chris Collinsworth to open up the show of, of course, it's Aaron Donald. I don't know what Cincinnati could have done differently at that point. Aaron Donald was winning the game. And it's why I texted you right after, you know, we were thinking about Rafael Esparza because it seemed like a lock that Aaron Donald was going to be MVP. I mean, he literally turned into the Hulk. They show a clip in the second half of, you know, he's being double teamed and he's being wedged and he's getting pushed back. He can't do anything. So at the end of the game, he turns into the Hulk. He goes all Hulk and he's just pushing past everybody. He's getting into the backfield. The Bengals have second and one, third and one, fourth and one. We can talk about the play call, but I think Aaron Donald impacted that just as much as Zach Taylor did. And, you know, thank you for pointing that out. Okay, you're you're absolutely right on that. I, I do think you could, you at that point, though, the Bengals uh, could have had some plays in mind that might have gotten him off balance. Here's uh, Zach Taylor on why they, you know, they didn't call more screen passes, not even just around then, uh, but like throughout the course of the game. It's tough. I know everybody thinks that'll be the answer, um, but teams have tried that to no avail you know they, they get batted balls and they've created turnovers that way and that's why we you know we, we spent two weeks putting together a plan that we believed in 
Um, it gave us a chance there at the end. Um, just didn't quite get it done. I'm sure I'll report back, and there's some things I wish I would have done differently. Absolutely. I thought our players um, did a great job making plays, and um, as a coach, you got to do a better job putting them in better situations. And that right there, I think there that is where there is some fair criticism for Zach Taylor because you know, there was so much talk going into the game of Jamar Chase versus Jalen Ramsey one-on-one. You want to see the best wide receiver and the best corner but Zach Taylor tried to go one-on-one against Aaron Donald when Aaron Donald had a Super Bowl on his mind and it's the last thing the to you know to complete his resume. We saw how how beautifully they pulled that off 2 weeks ago in the conference championship game that 44-yard touchdown to Samaje Pirine and then what? It just oh yeah, hey, it worked then, so you know, let's go out on top. <laughs> yeah, I uh I, anyway, the the point is, let's like just get back to my original thing. Was that yesterday's Super Bowl kept my attention throughout? Oh, it's and phenomenal. yeah, uh, Rams. You know, Stafford. I, I just think it was a really good. Uh, I think the the Rams organization, what they've done in the last like fifteen years. Uh, they're in the conversation of being one of those that have like paid their dues through ups and downs to to win a Super Bowl out as of late. Oh, did they? And and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I and uh, you know the Bengals on the other hand theoretically should have if their if their organization is as sound as it seems to be, uh, you know they'll have opportunities in the coming years, uh, at least in my opinion. Yeah, this was the validation that the Rams had to get. There was. That was, you know, that was stealing some of the conversation last week going into the game, especially a, a clip that we played from Dan Orlovsky of of Super Bowl or bust. Even as they're in the Super Bowl, getting ready to play in the in the final game of the season, that was the validation for for so many guys. Like there's there, are, I, I I had to I had to start using a second hand and some toes to start going through the list of of all the Hall of Fame careers that that got lined up last night because of of getting that Super Bowl. Yeah, and yeah, go through them in fact. Okay. Yeah. So Aaron Don I mean Aaron Donald probably would have had a strong case whether he got the ring or not, but Aaron Donald, Andrew Whitworth who's been an offensive tackle f- for about 16 years, something you never see at that position. Certainly Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup you know, again, probably. You see, I don't know. I, I, I don't know about Cooper. Cobb. Okay, well, we can go back to him. The last okay. one, the last one is Von Miller, right. who gets a second ring now with two different teams, and that's the guy that I that I was happiest for last night. Yeah, I, I, I was probably happiest for Matt Stafford uh, because uh, I, I just, I mean. Um, I, I just think that he's the one that I mean Von Miller has already won a Super Bowl. I mean he's it was the MVP of the Super Bowl, wasn't he? Or not probably was Peyton Manning. Uh I, but he was the MVP of the league. So anyway, Stafford has been in like, you know, just playing like consistently hurt in games that don't mean anything for the Lions year after year after year. So that's who I'm going with. I no, mean, it, no, and that's totally fair because Matt Stafford and the Rams for a long time were kind of mirrors of each other, of being on teams that won one or two games a year and were known as the the laughing stocks of the league. So no, that that whole story, like that's what I'm saying. There were so many great stories and, and guys who... who you know, his careers came full circle because of that win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, let's face it, the Rams had a bunch of vets on their team that had never won before. Right, they kind of took the... Just Von Miller. 
Right, except for Von Miller, who, you're correct, he was the MVP of Super Bowl 50, but uh, listening to Andrew Whitworth last night, uh, he was he was on NFL Network after the game, and the way he made it sound was kind of like the Rams were taking this uh, this Vegas Golden Knights approach. The year, uh, the first year of the Vegas Golden Knights, they go to the Stanley Cup Final, and they pretty much rode their way there on this idea of we're a team of misfits, and nobody wanted us, they discarded us, because... Vegas, uh, you know, you filled that team together using an expansion draft, and every team in the NHL had to make guys available that that they didn't want to hold on to, or they were okay losing. And, and Vegas pretty much carried that to the Stanley Cup final. And Andrew Whitworth's talking last night because of you know himself and and some of these other guys that that the Rams were kind of just this this box of. Of, of misfit toys. This is the healthiest I've played the playoffs. The first snap of the playoffs, I get rolled up, and I'm like, what in the world's going on? And uh, finally, I get that two-week break to this and get the MCL healed up in the ankle and, and uh, felt great tonight, so it was so much fun to be out here. And, you know, the thing about this team that I think is, is left out is that, you know, you talk about Matthew Stafford, you talk about Odell Beckham, Von Miller, all these guys we've added. That also means somebody else kind of counted them out and let them go. And this team kind of had that attitude the last half of that season of like, you know what? At some point, people kind of doubted you. Now you're here now you have this moment what will you do with it and uh i think we rallied together and pulled together and found a way to win i mean whatever you got to do right you know those two weeks can be you know mentally exhausting and you can just drive yourself crazy thinking about how you're gonna get yourself ready for this game and not overthink it i mean the rams were were a four you know were a four point favorite for a reason the entire time since the line opened but if they want to use that approach i mean hey it worked for alabama uh when, you know, of course, Alabama winning the national championship not that long ago. Nick Saban got those guys to believe that they, you know, to take that approach in the SEC championship game against Georgia. So if Alabama can somehow convince itself that they can play that underdog role, anybody can. Well, we've been talking about the Bengals and the underdog role and, and this, that, and the other. But I'll tell you what, um, the Rams won the game. It, it wasn't like it just fell into their lap. I mean, what they did at the end of that game, I I, I mean, and Collinsworth reiterated it by talking about how they had shortcomings com- uh, offensively because Odell Beckham Jr. got mysteriously injured, you know, like uh, in the middle of the game, they were without the tight end that they had used all the time. Tyler, yeah, what, yeah what, Tyler Higby, oh, Tyler Higby got ruled out okay. a couple of days before kickoff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So here's uh, McVeigh just talking about that final drive. You know, th- those guys just did a great job. They took over that game. Our offensive line did a great job protecting uh, you knew that we were pretty much throwing it. That, that, third, that second down and two run where Cam Akers got his first down to get to the eight-yard line was big, but so many contributions. It's about the team. I'm so happy for these players. World champs, baby! Yeah, you know where the ball is going to go, or you know that they're throwing the ball. You know where the ball is going. You know who it's going to, and they still get that touchdown drive. Yeah, without those weapons, you know who the ball is going to, and you know that's going to draw at least one more person to keep track of him. And like in most cases, he's like wide open. Uh, the epitome like of a really good route run- runner with the combination of, of speed too. Let's not discount his speed. Yeah, no, he is the best ra- uh, route runner in football. And it was highlighted at not the touchdown catch, although that one was great too, but I think it was the last one he caught before the touchdown pass where he's already got the ball in his hands before the Cincinnati defender even turns around. Like that's why I was you know, I was joking with you before. You can you could have you could practice for 16 weeks and prepare for Cooper Cup 
and he's still going to burn you at some point. Yeah, they have a, a an understanding of like where the best place for them to go is based on whatever defense does, is in, and then they, you know, he connects with with Stafford uh, and. Like they they're on the same page, and when they're both really good at those things, and Stafford, uh, when given a chance, has always shown he's an accurate passer. Uh, and Cooper Cup has like done everything, so they've just been. It, again, I you can't uh, like talk enough about the way that Chris Collinsworth was going back to that time and time again, and you know you talk Aaron Donald, amazing. I was in the same. Uh, thought process about him being the MVP at the game, but it, when I heard that Cooper Cup was, I was like, he's the one that was deserving, in my opinion. Yeah, you can't argue with Cooper Cup winning that game. I mean, it's 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 a season thing, and and just as much, just as much, you know, a, a game thing. Like the yards necessarily weren't there, but two. Great touchdowns. Yeah, you, you, you can't argue with Cooper Cup being MVP. And, and they are both under contract next year. Don't forget year. the conversion on fourth down. How, you know, he came uh, and and took a handoff and got a, a first down that might have ended the game had they not gotten the first down. Yeah, there were there were a couple of those for, for the Rams. That one, and you know, as, you know, in, in pretending to be limited fake, you know, uh, begrudging Bengals fan today, the... The whole, you know, the holding call that that even even the guys in the booth were were wondering if it was a holding call. Did you? I mean, is there any thought? Is there any possibility in your mind that it wasn't a makeup call for the T. Higgins touchdown? You know, I, I it's impossible not to like at least to think about it. the The T. Higgins thing at first, I was like, you know, kind of incidental contact and all that stuff. But then when you see the replay and the way that the 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 face mask was grabbed and yeah. and like turn Jalen Ramsey's head around. I, yeah, and but at that point I'm not even saying it that has to be called, but I I wonder the degree of intention that would be because let's face it all that is happening within like a split second of them like going as fast as they possibly can in their arms or whatever. So uh anyway, you wondered when that would that would come back into play and it didn't seem to because that was a long time between that point and uh that you know the the what you're the play you're talking about there but i thought the i think the play you're talking about there the holding uh you know was was actually just a, a horrible call and i mean everybody thought that did anybody try to legitimize that call no no it was just a matter of whether it was a, a clear makeup and no the the reason it stood out was because there were only what one or two penalties in the entire game before that point. There were as many penalties thrown, uh, flags thrown on that drive as there were in the entire game leading up to it. Yeah, and that that's where this whole thing like kind of became a surprise because till that point, the flow of the game it seemed like they were making good decisions when guys were getting into a little you know extracurricular activity. They kept their flags in the pocket and didn't get you know a bunch of personal fouls this we didn't see a bunch of holding this i mean uh but then at the end boom boom it was a flag fest all right this is team talk it's espn radio 1017 the team at 440 we're going to talk to del esparza uh about the super bowl ads and the ratings and all that kind of stuff and uh we've got much more here on team talk 1017 the team